Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Morning, it's Sam and Greg back together on this 11th day of June. I forgot to mention this was the date that that accompanied the opening scene in the movie that you still haven't seen. I want you to see this, Goodfellows. But they commit, they do something on this on this day, and then later in the movie you found out it led up to this date when something happened. And it's June 11th, 1970, that's, that, that something happened. And remember, this is the real, these are real occurrences that happened to the life of Henry Hill, who, by the way, of all times, I'm bringing this up, would have been his birthday today. Oh, okay. Henry Hill. How about that? So what there you birthday? go. Insignificant information. It is Sam and Greg. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a uh, special good morning to you folks in Avondale Estates. Avondale Estates. Avondale Estates. Yeah, man. It's fantastic. Been over there? I I have. Yeah, I, I I don't have See, any the, the original, long-term. The original home of Waffle House. Was it really? Yeah. First See, one. If you ride through there, it's like I don't know. It's like a Waffle House museum. Could it be a Waffle House museum? I guess it could. There should but, be. But it's a place. The first one you can go in, the, the, or it's right there in Avondale Estates. They need a bigger corporate office, I would think. But where? I yeah. don't know where it is. Oh, they got a pretty big one. There. They do. Where's yeah, it at? Yeah, up up eighty five. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Up 85, they, like, up 85 off Jimmy Carter, go to your left, and it's right down over there. They need one like McDonald's got the hamburger U. Okay. Which, which uh, they, is they, basically. They, they probably got some of that. Got a helipad on. there? I don't, I, I don't know. I would, it, it's pretty big, though. I don't know what else, but but uh, it's you know it's up, up 85. Okay. Yeah. I had folks hitting me up here, and What's they that? threw in, well, they threw the tag on the conversation we were having a minute ago. Uh, Jessica Chastain, Renee Zellweger. Oh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, here we go. Um, Sandra Bullock. Yep, there you go. Um, and a and a quick shout out to Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Women who moved the needle, but again, not in this category. But again, it just it, it's subjective. It was just one of those things that you know we threw we threw out there. But on this date, on this date, before we get into this NBA talk, I want you to wrap your mind around this and how this happens. A Texas mother was hit by lightning while standing in her kitchen in her Texas home. Witnesses say the lightning came through a light fixture, struck her chest, and exited her foot. She survived. She's fine. Yeah. Well, not for about three days in the hospital. Oof. But after three days in the hospital, she survived. This happened in 09 on this date. Oof. The fact that somebody chronicled it. Now, 
I again, how does how does <laughs> through the light fixture? Right. But my question is, the person who told the story, who are they? <laughs> what y'all doing in this house and not helping us? Hopefully, you were the person that drove her to the hospital. Yeah, really. But if you just stand there and watch, it's just it didn't say um, as it told by her, her husband or yeah. child. No, it just says a woman in Texas <laughs> was hit by lightning. Anyway, well, hopefully there was someone there to assist her. Yeah, man. Well, the hospital she got taken to the hospital, so it's just again uh, uh, on this day. Anyway. Um, we have talked throughout the show about the NBA Finals, what we're watching this to a piece right now, whether it's Draymond Green and where that old Draymond is, or the we keep waiting for the Clay Thompson from the previous finals to show up and, and when he's going to come around to help that this guy could be getting off the bench, or are we focusing our conversation in the wrong team? Instead of what Golden State isn't doing and doesn't look like, are we looking at this, what could be the next possible, you know, dynasty with this Celtics team and the way they're made up. We talked about Jason Tatum taking that next step, and he's now in superstar territory, but he's been used as a facilitator for the most part during this series. And we've been watching the expert, the, the exploits, if you will, of, of uh, Jalen Brown and, and Marcus Smart, who kind of dips in and out. He's kind of streaky. Yeah. So where should our focus be? Again, Robin Williams clogging up the middle the way he's been doing – there's a number of stories on both sides that leave your head scratching as opposed to, oh, I didn't see this coming when this all started. Yeah. But that's what we've been talking about so far. Do we want to go into that, or do you want to go down this rabbit hole of something that you brought up earlier in the show? What was that? About Tracy McGrady and what he said. Oh, yeah, we have to go down to McGrady. We can talk about what's happening with this. Good. This is happening because this is happening now. This is the, you know, the, the, the long season that we've had, the playoffs that have, uh, most of the games have not been what we thought we would see. I mean, at least we're not getting 30-point blowouts. Right. Because throughout the other rounds of the playoffs, e- each series had a couple of games you said, what? You know, we got into this stage of the season and we're getting 20 and 30-point blowouts? Uh, that's not happening, thankfully. And we figured that when we figured these teams were pretty evenly matched right? Uh, going in from, from the outset. And that's part of the appeal, I think, of this particular match. Coast. It is East Coast, it is West Coast, and it is – you know, two teams that have a, a history. Warriors more recently, but the Celtics, you know, all alone. And we've had a chance to feel that with them playing in both locations. Um, as we talked with Terrell earlier, we're down to a three-game series. It's three games, you know. And the thing of it is there's really no home court advantage because nobody's swept both of the games on their home court. Uh, there's nothing to say that Boston won't go out here and win this game Monday night uh, because they won the first game uh, of the whole series. Out out at uh, out of Golden State and just changed the complexion of what people thought they were going to see. I still say it's going seven games, and I, and I'll say this: the home court won't matter. Okay, I and I tend to agree with you there. My question is this: then, what would you like to see happen? These two scenarios will be in place: the solidification, and I don't even think that's a word, uh, of a dynasty. You can say that Golden State is kind of there, but four championships would put them there. That would make it official. All right, so watching them become part of the ongoing conversation when you talk about NBA dynasties, they are now officially in it with a win. or the be- and, and that would be pretty much the end. I don't think and these guys win it again. And this would be great because of the way this one has happened. Exactly. Okay. And, and it would be pretty much the end of this dynasty. I don't see them coming back and winning again with those three guys. 
Meaning they, Clay, they, they may make they may make additions. That's the thing. I mean, we'll see. But I, mean, I don't somebody, think it's somebody somebody may decide they want to go there and be a part of. But these guys got a couple of more championships left in them. Let me go out there and be a part of. Let me go and do what Andrew Wiggins is doing right now. Somebody else who wants to get in that kind of spot. Let me go play with these guys. See, if we won a championship and get me a sweet deal somewhere. All right, well, we'll see. We'll do no, that. I agree with you, and we'll right? see. But the core has to stay together. It's got to be Steve Kerr. It's got to be Draymond. It's got to be Clay, and it's got to be Steph. Because you can add the different pieces, but to be considered a dynasty, those three are going to continue to be there. And I think this is going to be the end if they win it. But we'll see what happens. Or would you rather see the beginning of what could be a dynasty in Boston? See, it depends on your perspective and what you would like to see. See, I would like to see the, the end of a dynasty. Make it official and then shut it down. Because I don't think – because these guys are looking old. They just looked old against this Boston team. And given the makeup – you know, we went into this playoffs talking about various teams. Say, for instance, the Lakers and what they would possibly do and how tough it was going to be moving forward because of the strength of the teams out in the Western Conference. Well, that being said, I think that's another reason why Golden State going to have to get it this year with that particular core together. But would you like to see the next – Golden State, San Antonio, Bulls, whoever, coming out of, out, of, out of Boston. Which then would mean, as we sit here and talk about the Atlanta Hawks, that's going to be even tougher for them to get out of this conference. And what are they going to do? You want to see these guys tighten up that team in Boston? Milwaukee's going to be going for some Milwaukee's other players now, be too. Back now Miami's going to be. All Absolutely. those teams that Absolutely. they had to look up at and, and jump over. I mean, I'm not confident Michael Jordan and Charlotte's going to do anything. Yeah. But and then you got Chicago and then you got Philly. You got those two. You got those two. But I, I mean, really, Milwaukee, the ones that got a taste again of that conference final in the finals. You're counting, which, out, you're counting out Brooklyn. Yeah, because I don't know what that's going to. I don't know what's going to happen there. But I just you, don't. You know, and, and, and Philly and, too. And, by the way, and, I'm, I'm and, cutting and, them out and, too. But, but but I mean, Brooklyn. As we get set in the next segment to talk about nil and people feeling they throw some money at something, it means a certain thing is going to happen. That's what everybody felt about Brooklyn. We're going to throw a certain amount of money, and these are proven people. These are proven legitimate stars, superstars that they congregated on this team. And going into the past two seasons, everybody wrote them in as the top as a team to beat before things started. I said I never felt like that. That was on paper. Right. And they still ain't showed up. Okay. So why do you, you know think I – mean? why would anybody think that next year is going to be any different, given what we already know is in place? We know there's going to be teams in place. Tell me of a name I'm not thinking of that's going to, that's going to leave this Celtics lineup. Oh, I don't say anybody's going to leave, I don't either. leave the Celtics. Okay. I'm going to say the Celtics, but I'm just saying that's another team that's out there. And you're talking about who the stronger teams are in the East. You're totally leaving out a team who arguably the, the top player in the game right now. That's it right now. That's the only one I'm counting on because I don't know what's going to happen with this. I, I just don't know. And where is, you know, Ben Simmons in all of this? <laughs> okay. He you smiled. He, he ain't <laughs> practicing his free throws. <laughs> where, that, that's for sure. Where is he? He's not practicing free throws this, or jump shots. I guess what I'm asking is, yep. what team in the East do you feel, as a team from top to bottom, can give long a long-term problem to the Celtics team the way they're made up right now? Yep, we, I, I think we make a move that we're going to make here in town. I think we want to. We're one of them. Milwaukee obviously is the other one with a healthy Middleton. You you you, you got to respect them and what and what we we saw them do last season and the fact that Middleton was not there. 
Um, so that I'm, I'm definitely looking at them. So you're talking about a top free agent coming here to Atlanta, which is what we've asked for. We talked about oh, yeah. oh, trade yeah. being that attractive oh, yeah. part. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you're a top free agent. I'm, I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna knock down all the other teams except two, <clears throat> and you're gonna decide where you want to go. You want to go to Atlanta and play with Trey, or as you just talked about, maybe Golden State makes that move and they get a couple top players, or I get a chance to go in Golden State and help Stephen and boys get one last chip. That's my question, and yeah. that's what's running through the minds of a lot of these players. And I don't know that Atlanta's going to beat out a Golden State if they make it attractive. And, by the way, there's going to be another team out there looking well, for we some got, folks we, we, Phoenix, we, we, too. But we got a man here in Atlanta who was involved with the orchestration of Golden State who's putting this team together kind of in, in that same image. But we ain't so got them players, though. But I'm just saying. But I'm just Mark saying, Jackson's another they, person they, they like that. But they weren't, they, 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 they weren't always those players before they got out to Golden State. But he, he knows about that. He's been a part of that, and he's here. So then, okay, yeah. so along those same lines is then that, that coach has to see that diamond in the rough. I agree with that. If you can find that nugget that nobody else saw, and if he was put in this particular position, this dude is going to shine. He could be the next Clay Thompson if he's playing alongside Trey. You know what I mean? I get that. I was talking about top name free agents that are looking for a landing spot. No, but I'm talking, talking about Travis about, Slink. I'm not talking about I'm not tra- Travis Slink, the no. guy, guy who's going to Again, I'm saying, that's I'm saying I'm talking about. Who, who's out there, and of course we won't know, Travis would be the person that knows, that put yeah. into this, plugged into this situation. All Obviously. right, well, we hope, Obviously. hope to see that happening, man. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, there's going to be some movement. We talk about the transfer portal. And the next on the college level, this offseason, there's going to be a whole lot of people scrambling for landing spots, and um, it's it it really is going to be interesting. And there's no guarantee. And by the way, if you are sitting there in the Staples Center, who, what what do you do, knowing that you have to just kind of dig yourself out of this abyss you put yourself in with all the craziness? You still got Russell Westbrook's contract there, and you have to appease LeBron. I realize you got new coaching staff and everything, but is that a spot you want to go to? I don't know if I want to get in that quagmire. I just don't use you sit there quietly. You ain't yeah. helping out yeah. here. <laughs> you ain't helping out that one bit there. Quagmire. Yeah. What's wrong? You ain't a Family Guy fan? Oh. You ain't a Family Guy oh, fan? School. The school. guy looks like Bob Hope. <laughs> NILs, money flying through the air. These college kids are grabbing it. We're going to talk about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 at 929thegame.com. Sam Greg with you on this Saturday morning. Um, wow, this gets us ready for football season down there. Greg, you had a helmet Yeah, a, I, a I wish I had a helmet there. on. Wow, man, you needed a helmet. Uh, we won't say about the mishap we had here. Full of rust, rust probes. In the Kia Studios. Yeah, out of, well, you, you're not bleeding. You, you, you'll be okay. You'll be all right. That's all right. Jeez. Wow, man, that's 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 a way to get into this I'm back with, with our guests. I've been gone for a week or so. I'm okay. back now yeah. whacking myself in the head. <laughs> that's, that's not good. That's not good. Hey, what, folks, everyone's talking about money. Um, we talked about it earlier and how it's making things change on the golf tour. It is also changing things with college athletics. Uh, name, image, and likeness is something we hear about. And it's been vilified by some people, uh, but it, we feel like it's still got an over, overall good purpose. And the person who's joining us, uh, uh, our guest next, 
is going to talk about that because a special event is coming up here in our town next week. Vince Thompson is the founder of Melt Atlanta, agency that does marketing for college athletics, and joins us now on the WadeForIt.com hotline. Uh, Sam and Greg, been waiting to talk with you this morning, yeah. Vince. Good morning. Morning, Vince. Good morning. Did you uh, you played that fight, that intro uh, by design? I'm, I'm yes, we did. Right. Yes, for you. Sam Sam made sure that that was played just for you. A proud Auburn Greg. Yes. <laughs> can, can, we, can we just talk I tell about you what, man, that? Is, that, is, that is class. That's just pure class. I know there's a lot. Well, I'll come back around to this because I'm just – being an Auburn grad and being over there in that in that state that we normally talk about here in a not too positive light, but it's normally normally not directed at your school. It's you know that other one, the right the the de- what, what they, what the they Death Star the, the uh, Death Star right yeah that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. right 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 I guess my first question is the need for this and do you see this something that's uh, necessary and sustainable meaning the NIL summit. Well, a couple things. You know, you you know, and Sam used the word vilified, but um, you know, you got to go. You got to go way back. The um, the NCA uh, and um, and its leadership had a chance to really you know rectify this a long time ago, and um, had Ed O'Bannon not you know seen his image in that video game and 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 thrown the penalty flag. Um, maybe they never even would have had their hand forced. Uh, and so, you know, everybody's focused on the, <clears throat> on the student athletes and the, and the Bryce Youngs of the world. But if you look at this at a macro level, uh, I always challenge the NCA to say, you know, instead of paying your lawyers for nice beach homes and lake homes, why didn't we take those hundreds of millions in legal fees and really make a positive impact for all these great student athletes? So, you know, so to your point, um, I like to say that uh, I've been in NIL for 40 years. When uh, I was delivering Barkley his quote-unquote pizza back in uh, '83 and '84, back in Auburn. So, <laughs> see, he so, just told a story that's, that's similar to like Napster. <laughs> Napster saying right. the same thing he's saying right now, making attributed to the NCAA. But we love that analogy, though. Taking a pizza. Bar- Barkley, Barkley. Barkley said he had to take a pay cut to go to the NBA, and this was back in the early '80s. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll caution you on that, but uh, but yeah, we're doing a. Um, I've been involved in it for a long time, been an advocate for the athletes, um, and so we're doing. Got some great partners, and, and we're doing the first ever name, image, and likeness summit at the College Football Hall of Fame. It starts mon- this Monday night. We've got an SB uh, Awards <clears throat> style uh, show. And then uh, on, at, on Tuesday, we've got several hundred, uh, you know, student athletes coming in from all walks of the sport. Uh, we've got amazing sponsors, Facebook, Instagram, Casey Wasserman, a uh, great uh, software company influencer at Vesco, QQQ, Under Armour. Uh, but it's really, about, it's really about the athletes. It's really about empowering the athletes. It's really about providing them with the tools to go forward to be able to monetize their name, image, and likeness. We get hung up, like I said, on the 1%, but this is benefiting the 99%. I mean, look at the Oklahoma women's softball team. I mean, look at the popularity. Look at the ratings. Look at uh, the types of monies that will come in for those young ladies that may have never come into college athletics, whether it be hometown heroes, what I say, sponsoring the hometown ladies, or 
even major companies like Kimberly Clark, which may have never spent in NIL before. So I tend to focus on the positives. You know, we've talked to Microsoft at great length. They own LinkedIn. They're investing in Atlanta. Uh, can we create professional opportunities for all of these student athletes post post career and and really make an impact on diversity hiring in sports? So I choose to focus on all the positives that these college athletes and these student athletes are doing rather than the the, the 1% and donor bundling and all that. So don't get me wrong, free agency has arrived in college football, uh, but there's also uh, a lot of other other student athletes who are going to benefit from this long term. We're spending time on the wayfor.com hotline this morning with Vince Thompson, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Vinny, I-N-C, V-I-N-N-Y-I-N-C, or uh, at Melt Atlanta. Uh, Vince, you talk a lot about your social media. We spent the last two years at home uh, in front of a, uh, you know, virtually on with flip-flops and, and sock, you know, no socks or whatever. Right. I noticed each and every day you put a dress code, uh, a business casual. Why is that so important? Well, I mean, you know, and I, you know, I've always had a robust intern class based on my experience. You know, I worked my way through Auburn Sports Information, and 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 so even though. The worlds are evolving, whether it's, uh, you know, Zoom or whether it's Metaverse, whatever the hell that is. Uh, the, the old standards, the old oldies, uh, but goodies still apply. You got to bring the heat. You got to make that impression. You got to prove what type of employee they're going to be. Because at the end of the day, physical barriers, virtual, whatever it is, um, it's still going to rely on building relationship, human interactions and those types of things. And, 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 and one of my pet peeves is a lot of these students and student athletes have not been exposed to real world practices while they're in the, in, you know, in the school. Uh, academia is, is amazing. And then when you evolve it into a virtual, uh, you know, climate, those standards tend to relax as well. So, you know, a lot of things that we're continuing to remind is like, you know, it's still, it's still basic blocking and tackling is like, you got to bring the heat, you got to present yourself well. Uh, but I, but Sam, I will tell you, I say there's three types of, great people to hire, the, the Eagle Scouts, retired military, and student-athletes. And they're disciplined, they're well-trained, they're coachable, they're self-motivated, and that's why I've been on a crusade for a long time for the NCA and the conferences and the schools to create uh, more professional opportunities. Do you realize in the old days that the NCAA would not allow these student-athletes to accept summer internships because they considered it an inducement. So my question is, where where is common sense? Where is reasonableness? So again, um, nobody's uh, holding a pity party for the for Emirate and the NCAA, and and these coaches who are whining, I'll remind you that they're making twelve to fifteen million dollars a year with private jets. So we're not throwing pity parties for Saban and 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 Dabo uh, as well. So give me a break on that one. Vince Thompson from um, Melt Atlanta joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom Everything that we're talking about, I believe, is, a, is an extension of what you and I have talked about. This is the information age. And the information age has given, is an empowered people who heretofore didn't have. Getting the information to find out what the NCAA is doing behind closed doors, behind the owners of professional teams. And the trickle down effect is things like this. People like Vince is helping these athletes out to show them this is what you need to do to get to where, wherever that landing spot is for you, whether it's on the field or in the business world. And getting back to something that you just touched on, 
Um, because you are a proud Auburn grad, and you you brought their names up. What was your thinking? How do you talk about what we heard a few weeks ago when Nick Saban got up there and just threw everybody under the bus because he doesn't like the change that's happening in in college, but just overall with that. Well, 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 Nick doesn't Nick doesn't sneeze without a strategy. So he was either trying to force the hand of Congress, which good luck on that. He was either trying to force the hand on the NCA, which good luck on that, which which baffles me about the NCA is they have all these fancy task force and they put the same people on the task force. So it's Einstein's theory of insanity. Like put some student athletes on the task force. These kids are the most sophisticated consumers in history. They're digital natives. They view themselves as individual brands. I have student athletes ask me all the time. They're like, I don't care what my brand can do for Auburn University. What can Auburn University do for my brand? Now think on yep. that for just a yep. minute. So, yeah. so Saban, Saban has led the arms race for many men. By, by the way, he's the best at it of all time, no question. And he's impacted these young, these young students' life. Uh, and, and you hear, and you hear the things he does in Tuscaloosa. He's an amazing individual, but you know, it was almost like you know he was taking his toys and go home because everybody's catching up to playing the game that they've been playing for a long time. So as I say, free agency has arrived. I'm gonna tell you what I think is gonna happen. I think you're gonna see the Power Fives break off. Write write this down, by the way, because you'll play this again. All right. You're gonna see the Power Fives break off, and they're going to break football off in parallel to the CFP um, ending in 25. The CFP will govern the football of the Power Fives. They'll self-govern, self-finance, self-regulate, and the NCAA will be left to oversee the enforcement uh, and the championship uh, development of of, of all the other sports. That's what I believe, if you look at it in a macro perspective, is occurring, and then you'll have Disney come in and pay tens of billions of dollars for the rights to this because live sports, if you see what's happening in the marketplace as you do, live sports still commands the biggest dollars, the biggest eyeballs, and we've not even started really truly factoring in the impact of the streamers paying and the uh, and the legal wagering. We don't even have legal wagering in Georgia yet, and this is one, and in even Alabama, and those are two of the most heavily bet states in the union. So if you look at this in a macro level, so you're just looking at a redistribution of wealth to the student athletes, and and then and, and, and then again, the sleeper story is the impact it's going to have on women's on, on, on women's student athletes. I mean, SUNY Lee at Auburn, Oklahoma women's softball team, and, and I'm delighted to see where that'll elevate the level of competition and funding for those teams uh, as well. And on the soccer level too, there's a number of women's sports that outdo men's on a regular basis. The one thing that stuck out from what he just said, and while that may happen, I just wonder if it's Disney. Because I've heard people who follow this like yourself and talk about Disney not having the means to compete with the Amazons and other places like that because they're, they're playing in the $100 million side of the fence and these others are dealing with the trillions and that Disney may go away in the form that we know it. But again, as you said, live sports is, is what's going to move the needle moving forward. Uh, getting back to on, on this level of what we're going to experience here in Atlanta, what's the message that's sort of connected when you hear a Darren Ravel versus a Tim Tebow? Well, here's the overlying message. You're going to hear messages of empowerment, 
Uh, our saying is the Democrat democratization of college athletics. You said student that athletes. I mean, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a mouthful, but, yeah. but, but that's kind of that, you know, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of outstanding uh, female student athletes who are, um, who are really, really, like I said, take, take a, you know, a few superstars out of the equation within football and they do drive the revenue train. But I just, I like the fact that uh, it's having such a positive impact um, on, uh, on, on a lot of these other, I mean, you know, and I pick on all the, you know, the women's equestrian team down there. It's amazing. And so we're going to teach these kids the tool to say, Hey, maybe you go after endemic sponsors. Maybe you have to go after riding boots and saddles and, and riding helmets and, and uh, Ace Hardware and the, and the feed and seeds and all that. Because think about this, putting five or $10,000 in the pocket of a student athlete is a lot of money to most of them. And they don't have, I mean, they have full-time jobs. They sleep, they eat, they train, they go to class, they study, they tutor, they practice, they travel, they compete. Now, but, but, but like I said, one of my other crusades is that these kids have already been exposed to the business of sports. So now why not evolve those kids into the business of sports after they've been competing in the business of sports? Why wouldn't Arthur Blank or Steve Coonan or Derek Schiller um, or Darren Eels want to hire or Josh Brooks or Milton Overton or, you know, Todd Stansberry? Why wouldn't he want to hire these kids who've already been exposed to four or five years of the business? I mean, Alan Green at Auburn played baseball at Notre Dame, uh, played for the Yankees, was in compliance, and, and he's, you know, an outstanding athletic director. So I just continue to encourage the positive parts. And we want to we want to enlighten these kids to the tools uh, that they have at their disposal, with their track record, with their resume, and impact this long term. We believe this summit will become a South by Southwest of I mean you know Ooh. next year five thousand kids, ten thousand kids, major corporations, and look at the companies that are flocking to Atlanta. Nike is here, Jordan Brand is here, Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify. Uh, you read it every day, Rivian, they're all coming here. And so we want this to be, uh, we've always, Atlanta's always been an epicenter of change. And, 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 and Greg and Sam, we've also not talked about the impact NIL is having with these amazing HBCU schools. I mean, Deion Sanders is the tip of this iceberg. I believe rights fees and sponsorship fees for HBCU schools is, is going to be another sleeper story long term. I'm talking to Tuskegee right now. Vaunted institution, very underfunded. Coach Ruffin down there. What an amazing brand for companies to embrace. So I believe that it's just going to be a rising tide. I think we're basically in the first inning of a nine-inning game. I, I do. I, you know what I was thinking about as he was saying that, talking about the businesses that are here in Georgia. We got a ten billion dollar a year business in the film industry. Now that's a, a skeleton because we got a number of entities here. But what if there was some kind of deal with Studio X? Yeah, we got to wrap this up here. But I, again, we'll talk about this, man. If there was, we got to get him back on. We got play. Yeah, we got players wearing the <laughs> Maverick know, and the Tom Cruise. Dan Cathy, Dan Cathy could wave a wand at Trillis, yeah. and 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 fill you know production and below the line and construction and hotel and home yep. building and production, and and obviously Chick Fil A was very you know college football yeah. helped build that brand. Yeah, we got we got to so bring. We're doing our event at the Chick Fil A football you know college football Hall of Fame. 
And uh, so we don't know where this thing's going to go. I'm just thankful that we're all able to have this conversation uh, and, and, and what's right for these kids who, you know, who, who, who people who've made millions and billions of dollars on their backs are fine. Oh, and we, oh. Don't, we, we develop another segment to eSports. Uh, well, Vince, yeah, yeah, Vince, we got to have you back because we're we're up against it. But yeah, we got to have you. We got so many more questions for you. This Vince Thompson, we got to. In fact, because I want to be your liaison for the film industry with that. So we'll get, we got to have a couple you know, more meetings. I, you know, I'm, I'm very shy and bashful. So you know, I'll come back anytime. <laughs> we'll get you back here as soon as we can. Vince Thanks Thompson, so much, Vince. joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game. Thank you. Thank you. Org. I got what they waiting for. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Thursday morning, June 11th. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. It has nothing to do with anything we had to do, nothing <clears throat> to do with. with uh, sports on our show. Why not? Because I want to ask you as a fellow. Stepdad. Okay. Because, you know, those of us that are stepdads, yeah. you know, we parent with one hand, hand tied behind our back, as yeah. I like to say. And we got Father's Day coming up. We got Father's Day coming Matter up. Matter of fact, Ron, everybody, Rick Limper's going to join us tomorrow. That's morning. what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. And we got Rick here tomorrow. And, and you know, Father's Day will never have the cachet that Mother's Day does. And nah, we understand that. All mm-hmm. right? We're cool yeah. with that. We are. Right. Did you ever have to discipline as a... You know, when, when when the kids were coming up, I'm not asking you what you did, but did you ever have to discipline with anything other than you know? You had ladies at your house. Yeah. See, I had I had a dude. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I had I had one dude. Yeah. And this dude, like us, all of us out there. Yeah. At some point, you you step to a parent. Yeah. Whether it's with your words or maybe you want to challenge pops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and usually that doesn't go out. That doesn't it, work it, well. It doesn't go very well. <laughs> okay, but it happens. Traditionally, it doesn't. It happens. As I sit here on my stepson's birthday, um, we are tight. We're, we're good now. And it the tide turned when I had to do something that I didn't want to do. And as it was happening, I wasn't even thinking about it. And, you know, he said something to his mother in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like he was grown. And he was still living in the house, and he was still having his meals made, and he was still, you know, he's a teenager. But, he's, you know, you step to a parent a certain way, like you grown and you got your own place. Yeah. And usually, again, that doesn't work out very well, no. especially if, you know, well, sometimes you don't even need pops and mother and just, you know, take you out. But he, he said something, and I, I just reacted yeah. in a way that was, you know, I thought was necessary. Mm-hmm. No punches were thrown. Oh, no, but no. there was some shirts that were that that were moved out of place. Okay, is that the best way to put That's it. The best way to put it. But he said he said you know it was just crazy. But again, I I remembered not saying that to you know a parent, but I just I remember getting out of line. And the difference between my father's slaps and a punch that happened during those couple years, and then I learned quick. But it was when this happened. To his, he said something to his mother, and he and I had an encounter. And at that point, respect was given. And since then, slowly but surely, over the years, we've come to understand each other. Yeah. Now, I do that 
knowing his pops, his, his, his real father, is five miles away. Okay, okay. So there was still only so much. I, but he's, you know, pick your, you know, pick your spots. You're going to say something crazy to your mother, don't do it in front of me. Yeah. And that's what happened. But I say that in that I love him, and this is his birthday, and we've gone through the ups and downs that parents, you know, go through with their kids. But more importantly, we talk about men raising boys. Mm-hmm. And I won't say that I raised him, but we went through some trials and tribulations that you just have to yeah. during those years. I was the first you time. Made, you made your contribution. Yes, I did. I'm also the first person to show him how to go to the bathroom outside. Because we took a long car trip. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm I'm Uh, quite proud of this. We took a long car trip together as a family. And you know them times when you just got to pull over and you got to know how to do it. Well, his mother wouldn't have been able to show him that, right? You need to know. Exactly. And so that's that's, that's like a a man thing. That's very important. Exactly. I know you'd understand. Very important. As he sits here today on his birthday, (laughs) uh, I wanted to bring those two stories up and and see how... how um you know if you had any kind of related to him, but you had done you had number ladies in your house. Yeah. You were Ab, Abu El Banat. <laughs> Abu El Banat. That's a phrase from some, some old TV show, but it's about a guy who took his family up uh, to the to the, the the old world, the ancient world, if you will, and they had a, a a Bedouin man who took them up as a Sherpa, and as they went from town to town, he would introduce him to these people, these locals, and he'd say. This is Mr. Whatever, and this is his family, and they look at him, and then the guy would say, Abu El Banat, and the people would smile and give him a cup of tea. And after, like, the third time of this happening, he asked the, you know, the guide, why are you saying Abu El Banat? And he said, well, Abu El Banat means father of daughters. And the people he was saying it to figured that was the least they could do by giving him the tea. Oh. <laughs> so that was, <clears throat> but that's what you had going on. And, and girl dad is, you know, is, has been in chic. For oh, a yeah, while, no. so yep. there you go. And all of you out there that are dealing with, you know, graduates this year, congratulations. A lot of graduations going on. Stephen mm-hmm. A even missed one. I had forgotten he had a daughter. Yeah, a graduation age. You know, so, he had one that I know she, that. Yeah, old. man, okay. he was he missed the NBA game last night. Big okay. Perkins on there. Okay, because he had, he was at his gra- his daughter's graduation. Got to show up. Yeah, you do. Especially for him. Yeah, he got to show up Better there. Show up before we get out of here. Can we, we mention Rick Limpert? Uh, who's going to join us tomorrow with all manner of Father's Day gifts. Rick always joins us and brings us up on stuff. Plus, he talks tennis. I thought of you last week. I sat there with my father, and I watched Rafael Nadal get that win. But it wasn't even the win that made me smile. It was the fact that I was watching him knowing that Djokovic was gone. (laughs) And I did this. I made the mistake of letting my feelings known out loud how happy I was that that Djokovic was gone, completely forgetting that my father's caregivers from Serbia. Whoa. And, man, you can't say nothing bad about that dude yeah. if you're Serbian. Yeah, man. Dating one day, and these ladies are like, excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> and I said, that's so-and-so, and I went and I doubled down. And they just looked at me, and then it hit me. Oh, my God, I forgot they're from Serbia. Last thing I want to do is upset the people that are taking care of pops. <laughs> so I had to flip that around. But we anyway, we have Rick on tomorrow. We are also going to be talking more about what's going on with these uh, these golfers that are jumping ship. Hopefully we can hear from Jeff Schultz. Yep. And we have a couple other people that we're working on for tomorrow uh, that are going to be joining us. So this is, you know, look, at we're back together. It's been, I was off last week and looking forward to talking about this stuff here. But I do want to mention um, – 
I never asked you about some of the stuff that happened this past week and get your thoughts on. And that one was, uh, oh, 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 hockey. Didn't do it last week. I think we're going to have a hockey update tomorrow, too. Okay, okay. I'm okay. pretty sure Stanley Cup finals are right around the corner. Uh, it's got to see. I can't. Even, I didn't even look and see if the Rangers won last night, but I think there's going to be a game six tomorrow night. Uh, game five. I don't know, but we're going to get an update. How much we follow hockey. A- a- Avalanche just sitting back chilling. Yeah, they are. They're, well, kind of like what Golden State was doing. They just No, they've had a long time to chill, man. They, and and you, you wonder how long that gets to the point where it's not, not good for your team. To be to be inactive for this long a period of time, but you know we'll see. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, both got their money, got paid last week. How about that? I didn't, you didn't, we didn't say a word about that. Yeah, we got some OTAs with the Falcons. Not much news coming out of there, but this well, news coming. We we'll, we'll get into some of that. We, we will get into that time. tomorrow. We'll get into some of that tomorrow because next week I got a mandatory minicamp. Everybody got to show. Where 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 does Baker Mayfield show up at? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, that's, a, that's an interesting dilemma up in, Cleveland, up in Cleveland and an interesting dilemma out in Houston. Well, I was also going to say, where does Deshaun Watt, does he freely just kind of go about his business now, given the, the news from this past week? His business like what? Just going out there to OTAs, whatever, Cleveland. Man, whatever, he, whatever. Can't, he can't go in camp. I'm just saying. What? So what is what he, is that going to look like he, he, this upcoming he, week? He can't go in there. Okay. I, I, again, I asked the question. Eric, feel free to jump on here. Well, my first question is, why can't he not? He's not suspended. Uh, but he goes in there. With, with, well, that's what turn, I mean. Turn, but he can go. You know go. what it turns into when he, when he, when he shows up there. If, if you are the Cleveland Browns and you just gave this young man $235 million, you better be at camp. What? Okay, let you, me ask you, you this. You, you how do you protect him? How do you protect? How do you protect? Or do you just say, media, you guys? Because you know that's one of the things that Sam and D. Lit and all them say. dudes are saying. Hey, I mean, man, we got we got access again in a way that we haven't over these last few years because of the pandemic. And now you have this situation going on with the Browns. This what? is not this is not Bill Belichick blocking for his team where you know he can get away with it and keep everybody and keep their mouth shut. Cleveland is a different situation, and what that's going to look like over the next week or so. Given the news that happened last week, the ongoing situation, and then okay. this quarterback they thought they were going to be able to keep on their roster just because we don't know what the NFL is going to do with Deshaun, where does Baker Mayfield land? And but but they've already broke the news that they've told Baker Mayfield not to show up. They gave an ex- they gave they excused him. Okay, okay. So if you excuse him and then you tell your new quarterback, well, we're going to hide you because that's what it is. You're going to hide him. Yeah. Who, who who plays quarterback for them? That was my initial question. Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs. That was that was my initial question. How does that play out? That's Josh Dobbs, Alpharetta's own. Alpharetta's own. <laughs> my dude. My man. dude too. I was about to say, good friend my of mine. Dude. I know him well. Yeah. What do you I mean, again, I'm I'm asking and nobody's really answered my question here. I, I gave you my answer. What do uh, you what do you do? so you have you have Deshaun show up? Yes indeed, absolutely. And you're confident that you're not gonna un, you don't care about him dealing with the media. Well, you you coach him on what to say and what not to say. Well, you don't let him say anything. Well, if that's what if that's what he does say, but you coach him. Like, look. But if he's not there, he don't have to worry no. about. Yeah, he need to be there. If I'm uh, the owner, that's you just, showing up. That's, that's just like Mickelson being invited to the Masters, and the fact that he didn't come didn't hurt their feelings. No, nope. he's showing up to him. the U.S. Open though, isn't he? You know. By the yeah, way, this week. Speaking of which, he played the first round after that first round of that uh, the uh, fifty four tournament live, if you will. They. Um, Threw a reporter out. The reporter that broke the news and wrote the story about Mickelson saying what he said about the Saudis and all of that stuff. Oh. Adam Alan Shipman, he was or Shipnuck or whatever his name. Yeah, Shipnuck. He was at this tournament. 
Mickelson comes in for the post-match turn, uh, press conference, and they tossed him. Didn't want him there. Well, shouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, I'm just saying. Anyway, did you have fun today? Good time, man. Yeah. Eric. Glad you're back. Did you have fun today? Always Sorry hanging about- out with you two guys full of wisdom. Yeah, and well, you could have stopped with the wisdom and just say full of, you know what, that would have been yeah. me. That's fine. <laughs> we'll be back with more of this tomorrow, so stay tuned for that from 6 until 10. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. You guys have a big day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.